All right, all right. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Good, good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're coming from. We have uh, Tailgate Talks. This is going to be our first episode, recent podcast that uh, me and a couple friends decided to uh, start up. Uh, here I have with me Dustin Wimmer and Brooks. Uh, I don't know if we should be calling you by your full name or not on here, but we'll just we'll just go with Brooks. For Whatever. Now. Let's go, Brooks. <laughs> so, um, we're going to start today's episode off. Uh, we're going to, since it's our first episode together, and since it's going to be the first one to be uploaded, we're going to start off with a little about me section, uh, just so that we all know who your hosts are. Uh, I'm I'm Arlie. I, I or to to some in the gaming community known as Blanca. Um, so we're going to kick off the about me's, uh, Dustin, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, man. So Dustin Wimmer, I'm out of Lubbock, Texas and Texas tech fan went to school there for your undergrad and grad school, a sweet little seven year round trip for that. So Texas tech fan been through the highs and lows of pretty much every sport around that place. Uh, and then I grew up North of Dallas, Fort Worth area. So Got all, all the Dallas sports, Cowboys, um, sadly, but also navigated towards a winning team in the NFL. So became a, like a Tom Brady fan the last about 10 years. So I followed him around. Luckily, Pat Mahomes doing good. So kind of following him too. But yeah, all Dallas sports, mainly for uh, pro stuff. There you go. Nice. Uh, all right, Brooks, a uh, little bit about yourself. Uh, what do you want to let the people know about you? Yeah, I guess I'm just Brooks on here. So uh, I'm from Lubbock. I grew up a diehard Texas Tech fan. That's like my Cowboys, Spurs, Astros, you know, all Texas Tech, everything pretty much. Uh, LeBron fan, as you can see, I don't claim the Lakers. I claim LeBron. I go where he goes. Uh, NFL-wise, I'm kind of like Dustin. I have some guys that I, I root for. I root for Tom. I Watch Tom Brady from the Patriots. Uh, gonna follow him with the Bucks, and of course Mahomes since he's Texas Tech. Uh, we follow the Chiefs here, so that's pretty much it. You know, cool. Um, so that's a little bit about them. Uh, myself, I, my name is Arlie. As I said before, uh, as far as sports affiliations, I love anything Houston, Astros, Rockets, Texans. Uh, yeah, yeah, Clutch City, my ass sometimes. Uh, oh, I'm not supposed to swear. Sorry. Yeah, like two two seconds in. I, I think we can get away with with the with the substitution word for donkey. Um, as far as uh, school, I, I went to a local community college around here. Yeah, there you go. Trash cans are already out. Uh, um, I went to Texas Tech for six years. That's where I, where where I met these two. Uh, me me and Dustin here. We did CrossFit. That's where I met him initially, and then initially. Or later on, met Brooks. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and jump into this. Uh, first topic of the day. Uh, we're going to go right into it. NBA. So they had about, uh, what was it, uh, two months worth in that in that bubble overall? Three months. Started three. in July. Yeah. Three. They July, made it all so. the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's about three months. Uh, we're going to kind of kick it off with this with this topic. The highs and lows of the bubble. Surprises. What you kind of expected out of that? What um what were your your personal lows out of that, or whatever you're disappointed by? <clears throat> uh, so I guess uh, Dustin, if you want to go ahead and kick us off. Yeah, going into the bubble situation, obviously it was something different. They took it super serious, so quarantine everybody for 
multiple days before they could even get out of their room. So they did really well on that side. I don't know why they needed to social distance and mask up after that point, because if you're doing the bubble correctly like they did, you don't need other stuff, but whatever. They did it well. Um, uh, games were a little weird at first. It felt like you were just watching a high school gym type practice, which is cool and weird at the same time. But it's cool to hear like the sound on the court a lot. Uh, that was a good um, like letting fans a little closer to everybody. Um, for the players, I think this really put a national spotlight on a lot of players, mostly good. Um, a couple bad, we'll get to the losers of, of all that in a little bit. But I think this really brought national attention to a lot of teams and players that most people regionally wouldn't have watched. Right. Because this was one of the only things <clears throat> to watch were coming out of months on end without any sports on. And yeah. there was golf for a little bit. But then if you're not into that, you had nothing else to watch. So there's finally NBA on all day. You're watching anybody you can get a hold of. You're watching the Pelicans and the Suns and everybody. You're not just tuning in for, you know, the Celtics and the Lakers. Oh, yeah. People were hungry for sports at that point, man. So I yeah. think really having that national spotlight on pe on teams helped a ton. I think a lot of the young guys like Luca, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., if you didn't know how many good young guys there are in the league, you should now. Oh, my God, yeah. Most people knew like Donovan Mitchell from his great rookie year. And they didn't know how many good guys are on the Nuggets. Mm -mm. We hadn't watched the Nuggets. They're hella fun to watch. Yeah. You've got a seven-foot guy out there that looks like a carnival ride that is actually really good at basketball. <laughs> Joker. Joker. Yeah. Oh, dude, he he lit it up this uh, this this little postseason. Uh, I he came out of nowhere for me, honestly. Uh, See, I, yeah. I, I, w I knew he was good, but I'd never paid attention to him before. Like, he does the most hilarious stuff on a basketball court, and then he like makes a shot or makes a pass. It's amazing. So that, yeah, it's always funny. You're like, wait. It's always funny. You're like, wait, that guy is really good at basketball. You look yeah. at him. He's just tall. He's pudgy. He moves slow. He can't jump. Like, what makes this dude good at basketball? But he's out there dropping 30, grabbing 15 boards, and throwing 10 assists a game. It's ridiculous he dominates oh. he dominates it was it was it was an impressive move from him uh brooks do you have any any sort of uh highs that you picked up off of the uh the bubble so far uh, i just enjoyed it all you know it was nice to have sports back basketball's you know kind of my favorite it's what i played it's what i know most about so it was just fun to have games on all the time yeah. i thought the product was actually really really freaking good like yeah. they played really good basketball you look at all these teams from some of the Teams that didn't even make the playoffs, like the Suns, they came out and went eight and zero. They were killing yeah. it. Uh, Dame Lillard, just awesome. Just all these guys are playing really high level of basketball, which made the competition. There's some great games. Like there's some iconic playoff games that happen. Yeah. Um, all over the place from the first round, second round. You know the Western Eastern Conference Finals to the finals. There's just epic performances from you know the guys that you expect. And then other guys that you did not expect just out there, like TJ Warren, who who freaking knew TJ Warren <laughs> was even on the Pacers. Like, I think I forgot about that. And then all of a sudden he's dropping 50. And you're like, what is going on here? Every I'll, I'll be honest. I, I still yeah. don't know who TJ Warren is. I'm probably going to have to Google that name. That, that's NC that's, State product. That's how little I know about this guy. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think similarly for me, it, it, it put a it put a spotlight on on players that you wouldn't have ever paid attention to, um, and not only that, uh, the 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 taking away of home court advantage, you really got to yeah. see the best players play their best under what was a, a difficult situation for everybody. So yeah. like, because it was hard on all of them. They all had families. They all had friends. They weren't able to hook up. Like, what was that? The, one of the guys even got in trouble for bringing in the uh, yeah. the, the the COVID uh, tester. Yeah, um, well, house the yeah. Houston Rockets own. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it, it was it was everybody was on an even playing field for once. Like there was no home yeah. court advantage. The the new players and the old players. Yeah, the older players like maybe missed their families more because they were older. But but. It was even on every aspect of it. They all had to yeah. sleep in a hotel. They all had to had to go in and get tested. They were all away from families or friends. They were all being secluded from their own personal. And then uh, you life. lose, and you got to see the guy who beat you walking at your hotel. Like what the <laughs> hell is in that? The same pool with the guy who just beat you. Really yeah, there's that. There's <laughs> that. Like Jamal Murray post was like, this dude just dropped fifty seven on me. Looking at Donovan Mitchell at the restaurant yeah. after the game. You're like, that's weird. But yeah, every game was the same level because there's no home court. So you're playing on the same court every single game, which like um, every game is even to, to add a little bit of surprise to that, I guess, for, for me, the, the best part of the whole thing was uh, seeing all the younger NBA players crush it. I, I, I really didn't expect uh, what was it Denver that knocked out the Clippers. Yep. I didn't yeah. expect that at all. I like. Clippers preseason was my, my number one to, to win the whole thing. And then LeBron and AD started kicking off. And so and immediately I was like, okay, this might be the real deal. This is going to be Lakers Clippers in the, in the Western finals. But in, in that series in between Denver and, and uh, the Clippers, I was completely blown away as to like how slow the Clippers looked, how, how, uh, how, how rusty they looked that they, they, they had no drive. They had no, they had no like, um, they didn't want to be there. They they, they looked like a team that exactly. yeah they looked yeah. like a team that didn't enjoy the bubble. Like the Maverick bubble was going to make or break you. Mm -hmm. Let Denver take it to them. Yeah, they they, they, let, they got beat by Denver. And again, Denver's a good team, but it's just there. Denver is not known as a hey. What up? How's it going, guys? Um, a couple people hopped in the stream. They, the Denver is just not known for being a dominant force in the playoffs. They're, they yeah. they've always been good. They've been they've been kind of that that little mid level threat. Fine, they're they're a hump that you got to get over. But for them to make it to the Western Conference Finals, phenomenal well, to see is, that. Well, this is their second year, kind of with this core, right? You got Jamal yep. Murray, who's really young. You got Jokic, who's really young. So this is kind of just the start for them. They yeah. got knocked out by the Blazers in the second round last year. They took the reins off in. Porter Jr. Yeah, and they just let him yeah. go work. So, they realized they needed a third guy just yeah. to be able to compete. Um, so uh, uh, I guess the second portion of this, we, we want to kind of take a look at uh, uh, what, what what was the main downside to this? I mean, was it hard to see so many of like the NBA's greatest players struggle so much with this bubble? Was it hard to see, you know, Kawhi being not Kawhi, honestly? And da Damian Lillard, I mean, I'm sorry, but like – he couldn't carry the Trailblazers again. Like, what, 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 what do you feel like was a downside to this? Game. He's he's just that guy that he's a superstar that never gets enough help and is always going to be like the fourth or fifth or lower team and never gets that far. 
Yeah. He, he's got loyalty. I, I, he is awesome and fun to watch. But but I think I think he's almost loyal to default because the issue is is like if he could get off the off the trailblazers, which he could. Um, I don't think he would. I think he's loyal and he's trying to make a name for himself as the guy, kind of like LeBron did for Cleveland, to carry the the trailblazers to 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 conference finals, to championships. And I, well, he's, I think he's not I think he's competitive enough to where he thinks that they can win. I think he thinks that they can win there. They're, I mean, they were in the Western Conference Finals just last year. I mean, their team got demolished by yeah. the Warriors and they lost guys to injury. But you know, there may be one piece away. Maybe uh, you know, I don't know where they find that guy. There's not really a free agent out there that's going to go make a change. But you know, Dame's always going to be around there. But like you said, yeah, you know, they're always a piece away. It feels like. Um, their injuries are always going to knock them off. It's just too much, I think, for one superstar like Dame to, you know, overcome. But I I don't really feel bad for any of the players in the bubble. My biggest negative takeaway, nothing about product. I wish that was super good. was a couple teams. And I feel like the more I thought about this, these two teams, one from the East, one from the West, they're really the same team doing different things. It's the Rockets and the Sixers. We got two teams with big star power that are stubborn and they're trying to do different kind of game plans and see if it works. And it really crashed and burned under national spotlight. Yeah. Like they really both got exposed. And I mean, and for both sides of them, both teams, it's been building that this isn't going to work. These players aren't going to work together on both teams. Like Harden yeah, and Westbrook, had, not gonna work. They're both great. Not gonna work. Yeah. Same thing with Embiid and Simmons. Not gonna work. I thought you saw that with the national spotlight. Just it got exposed. I had them both on time. my loser list. I yeah. Them on my losers from the bubble. Yeah. Houston in the spotlight, just not being able to step up like a lot of the other teams of young guys and good players. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out and really looked bad. It, it it was a disappointment, and I, I, being a Houston fan, especially, I, I it it hurt to see because there's a lot of talent on that squad still. There's a lot of talent yeah. on that squad individually. The, there's a lot of there, there's well, okay, Harden and Westbrook individual, yeah, Harden and Westbrook individually. Let's say if you took every player in the NBA individually, I'd put them in like the top fifteen. Let's say. Individually, yeah. maybe top ten, d- depending on what whose list you're looking at. Not top five by any means, but maybe top ten. Um, but they have a hard time playing with anybody, and so you put two people that have a hard time playing with anybody together, thinking, well, they played together whenever the 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 uh, Thunder yeah. made the finals that one year. It's like nah. they weren't developed yet, super young. They they were yeah. young. Harden was six man of the year. Westbrook was really being carried by Durant that whole like it it, it didn't it wasn't gonna work. And then See, it's, everybody it's, that leaves Westbrook go off and become an all-star. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 gonna be uh, Harden's next move. Just freaking leave leave uh, leave Houston. But uh, yeah, I mean, going into it, I was like, well, Houston just made all these moves the last year and a half. That I don't. They went. They were going backwards. I mean, they, well, they if were, you look at it, they could have used Capella in that Lakers series because yeah. mm. they, you know, no tall guy. But that was their you know, dumbest know. move. That was their dumbest move. Yeah, yeah. Six, six and under. Yeah, PJ uh, Tucker's good at defense, but he can't guard 
Anthony Davis in a seven-game series. (laughs) You need somebody. There's no matchup. The the, the Warriors kind of brought out, like, the end end of the tall guy era. They brought out small ball in general. And they brought out the three-point shot. And so then everybody else was trying to copy that. And then, of course, the Rockets right behind him because Harden— They took it too far. (laughs) Yeah, the Rockets took it too far. They went went in in another direction. Y'all got um, so obsessed with the Warriors that y'all tried to. Y'all you, were like, "How can we out Warrior the Warriors?" This is a big <laughs> yeah. man sport. People forgot that this yeah. is a big man sport, and so and that's part of. Uh, I guess uh, in going into our next topic, the correction uh, curve. What I love so much about this LA win is that it, it brought it back back to basketball for me, which is a dominant sport by big men. These, these are LeBron's a big dude. AD yeah. is a big dude, and they, they and and they were dominant all through the season. They they had the best record. They had the best postseason or uh, playoffs, in my opinion. And yeah. so, I guess uh, I guess we'll kind of use this moment to kind of segue on into the into the next section, which is LA Bron. Um. So so what what are your feelings on this? This is his fourth title. Uh. He this is his third city to do it in. He had. Uh, a, a a roster full of NBA has-beens. Uh, I mean, uh, what what do y'all feel about this, uh, Brooks? Since you got the shirt, you you, you take the lead. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously excited for him. Like, he came to LA. He promised them he's going to bring them back to glory, and he did it in two years. Last year he was hurt. You know, they were going pretty well last year until he got hurt. And so this year was kind of felt like his redemption. He thinks that people think he's washed, that he's, you know, not the guy that he used to be. But look at him here in year 17, combined with three plus seasons worth of playoff games. And he's not missing playoff games. He's there again in the finals. He's going off in the finals, having great game after great game winning the MVP over Anthony Davis, who's younger and supposed to be the guy that carries the team. But LeBron at 35 is still top. And I would, I, the heat. I would have broken shit if AD freaking got, freaking right? got the uh, – sorry, I, can't, I need to not cut. I'm just like, look the at the young it. guys on and the heat. Bam Adebayo missed mm-hmm. game because he got hurt. You look at all the – Giannis got hurt. Kevin Durant's not even playing because he's hurt. Look at all the guys across the league who are younger than him coming at his throne. Mm-hmm. And yet here he is healthy, winning a fourth title, a fourth MVP. Clearly, it's still the title goes through LeBron. And it's now 10 years that he's been in the finals, nine of the last 10 he's been in the finals. Mm -hmm. Like, most guys are like, hey, that guy will get you to the playoffs. Kevin Durant will get you to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry will get you to the playoffs. LeBron will get you to the finals. Because when he's in the playoffs, he's going to the finals. Mm -hmm. And sure, he might not win them all because he runs into Kevin Durant riding the Golden State Warriors. He runs into... You know, with Spurs when he's, you know, young. Uh, so there's sometimes that he just runs into a better team, but he gives his team a chance to win every single year. Yeah. And he did it this year. And it was very impressive. AD was very impressive. AD looks like he's becoming that guy that everybody thought. Um, and he got good contributions from Rondo and Contavious Caldwell Pope, who saw that coming. And Alex Caruso is giving you good minutes. Um, so I, I just think it was an impressive run. He had a job to do. I think there was only one way for him to leave that bubble and that was with the title and he did it. And, you know, everybody's like Kawhi is the new guy, but look where, you know, Kawhi is at home watching LeBron win and bring the title back to LA. So 
you know, I was impressed. I'm happy. Let's go four titles. Let's go get a fifth next year. And let's do it in front of fans. <laughs> I, I hope he and does. Having that year off last year from the playoffs helped yeah. LeBron out because it gave his body, what, six oh, yeah. or eight weeks that he usually plays on to rest. Yeah, this dude plays the June every year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, three more seasons of playoffs that, you know, they don't get accredited to – yeah. Talk about that stuff. I mean, he's basically played 20 years if you add that up. Finally took a couple months off last year and came back, had a little better roster, and, you know, a couple injuries across the league helped him out. But that's every year for, for teams who ever wins. Yeah. Well, so so then you kind of got to think a little bit about, like, uh, the, the, the longevity of this. Yes. That is hard on the body. Jordan took a break after three years in the playoffs. And yep. yeah, he went three for three in the playoffs. Fine, he in final appearances. The before. He he made it, but uh, let's be honest, Jordan by himself was never was never that big of a threat until he got Pippen. He wasn't. We we talked yeah. about this the other night, Brooks. Uh, he he wasn't. Yeah. He was a he was standalone. He was the best player of all time by himself. Yeah, I have his pl- I have his first few playoff rounds if you want them. But uh, but but yeah, what were they? Where where did he get knocked out? I'm curious. All right, so his first year in the league, they make the playoffs. They lost in four games to the Bucks. Second year, they're swept by the uh, Celtics, Larry Bird. Yeah. Next year, swept again by Larry Bird. So first three then years he, gets knocked out. Yeah. And then three consecutive losses to the Pistons. So, you know, he has six six straight playoff appearances, you know, where so he's it was pretty on quick seventh exit, try so. where he finally makes, makes a, a good run when he picks up Pippen. And he can he he makes a run straight to the straight to the finals, so like like people want to glorify Jordan because he went six for six in appearances and six for six in titles, but they always neglect to put out those first uh, six years that it took him to even get there. Whereas LeBron was literally by himself in Cleveland, bringing these teams to the NBA Finals every year. And it took him yeah, three, it, it did take him three years to get there. I'll give him that. It did take him three years. But he was still I can you name two players off of that Cleveland squad? Yes. That first year no they way, made it to the no. finals. Daniel uh, Booby Gibson. I can Drew Gooden. But see, you're the <laughs> LeBron Wally fan here. If you couldn't, I'd be disappointed. Any normal human being cannot name two other players on that first Cleveland roster. So that's the impact that you have with LeBron on any team he's on. He's going to push the uh, – he's going to push your team forward. Yeah. He's going to carry you just to the next level. So I'm just going to talk – Yeah, go ahead. Legacy-wise, that's LeBron. Yeah. So you mentioned 10 years, nine straight, four championships, three teams, three cities, having to move around a little bit. So I guess the and next – he's had different oh, go ahead, coaches go ahead. all over the place too, you know. Cleveland yeah. never really gave him a great coach. And Eric Spolster was just coming up. He's gone through two coaches in L.A. If LeBron had a better coach, like a better legacy-type coach, historic-type coach, would his legacy be better? Maybe some more wins, maybe more stability. But do you think that kind of affects how much he's not won and how things are going to that? Do you think that would have helped having a Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich? There's some that would have – there's some teams he was just completely outmatched. Like his first one against the yeah. Spurs, like there was no way they were going to beat that team in Popovich. Um, I think Spolster is a great coach. I, I mean, look what he did with 
Yeah, I think he is now. He's very impressive. Um, And he kind of invented this putting your big out there to shoot. Like Chris Bosh moving him to a three-point line really changed that, you know, heat team up. And that's what kind of helped them get some dubs. Um, I I don't really know because I don't think – like I don't think Frank Vogel was really – that instrumental in this i think when you have anthony davis and lebron james you're gonna win and i think when you have lebron Dwayne, and chris bosh you're gonna win and when you have um you know lebron Kyrie, and kevin love you should win but i think there's definitely some tactical things some coaches would have you know a better coach could have done a better coach with a young player he would have been better off so it's cleveland's fault I think so, one hundred percent. They they didn't yeah. they didn't give him enough backup. They didn't give him a good coach. Like this was literally an eighteen year old trying to carry a multi million dollar franchise to the finals, and he did. He did it three and they times. They backed with him them. up with Antoine, a uh, washed Antoine Jameson, and yeah. like Mo Williams. <laughs> like those were the guys you thought were gonna. His, his, <laughs> Anderson Varejao. Like come on. His legacy wouldn't have taken so long to develop. That's the main problem yeah. is that it took it a while to, to, to kick off. But if you take a look at it, though, his legacy didn't take as, as, as long as it did for Jordan to kick his off. Because, again, Jordan was the name of the NBA, but for six years. Within, how, uh, Brooks, how many, how many years was LeBron in Cleveland before making it to the finals uh, before he so, moved to Miami? Well, so LeBron's first two years, they didn't make the playoffs. But in 2005, 2006, his third year, that's the first time they made it to the playoffs. In 2008, 2007, 2008, that's the first year they make the finals. So his second year in the playoffs, he makes the finals, which yeah. was, I think, earlier than a lot of people expected him to do it. Yeah. Uh, and he did it, and they were clearly overmatched. And he struggled in that, but, you know, you're playing three, four Hall of Famers in oh that like Spurs team. Three-year-old, yeah. That, yeah. that, that Spurs then, team is still one of my favorite dynasties of all time. You know, and then after that, you lose to, I think they get knocked out by the Magic, and then they get knocked out by the Celtics. And so, you know, and he was he was really good in that Magic series. The Magic were just better than his team. I would and then back that, to your point of, you know, Michael Jordan's first six years. LeBron went through the same – they were similar. It, yeah. it was a very, very, very parallel. Cleveland. Yeah, he did drag them to a, a finals and some playoff runs, but he pretty much went through the same trials and errors. And, you know, yeah. the, the GM and the organization was trying to catch up, didn't know what they had as early as they did. Yeah. They had the same kind of trials and errors. So it's more similar than, than you think. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely the case. Um, All right. So. I think uh, I think we'll we take a take a second here. And bubble losers. Yeah, go go ahead. We'll we'll take a quick second. We have one more bubble winner after Brooks. Huh? All right, go for it. What do you got, Brooks? All right, I'm gonna go with Adam Silver, bubble winner. Oh, good, good one. Guy was that instrumental in getting this all set up. And guess what? You got it set up. You got your Wasn't NBA champion. Oh, he was there. He presented the trophy at the he end. He got there super late. Like, he probably had the quarantine. There the whole time. Hey, but without but Adam Silver driving it, this, this thing goes kaput. This thing falls apart. There's no bubble. You know, when the when they're boycotting the games, I don't think the season starts back up without him. He he yeah. wins. He and it, you no positive COVID test. What it, what, it, what happened to the worked. MLB and NFL right now? The main thing yeah. was that it worked, man. Uh, that you that got was a the champion. coolest part. You finished the season. Kudos to him. Absolutely. Uh, 
Dustin, you got one, one, one little uh, high, higher low you want to plug in? Big player. And I think one huge out of all this was Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. He was second on my list. Jimmy Butler <laughs> got so much out of this because he got the monkey off his back of being a bad teammate. Mm-hmm. And just because the Timberwolves and the 76ers are so soft, they couldn't handle his competitiveness. And he just needed a place to fall out. Yeah. All the time. Col- the 76ers obviously don't want to do that. They just want to get hurt and hang out. Mm-hmm. But he went to a team that was young, had dudes that want to play, had veterans like Warren Dragic that know what to do and how to play and let them grow. And that competitiveness fed off to everybody else. And they were young. They wanted it. And Jimmy Butler just – he was the starter to that, that fire. For them. Yeah. And, yeah. And good Big time for him. Because there was so much bad going around to him when he was bouncing from the Bulls and the Timberwolves and the Sixers. And like, he, he had sorry, a horrible reputation. Hey, well, look at all those teams after he leaves, right? Exactly. Timberwolves, nothing. Sixers, first round exit. You know, they're they're all garbage yeah. now that he's left. And look at the Heat in the finals. It's good for yeah. Jimmy Butler. No, Ooh, I, can I, I can I huh? can I run through my list? Wait, yeah. what, there's more. Okay, let's hit it. I got all the winners and losers. I told you I wanted to do this segment. All right, so other winner, I had Eric Spolstra. Oh, that was that was gonna be mine. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, no, that was great. I, I think I think this whole playoff run solidified him as as a, as one of the top tier NBA coaches. I, th- I thought it was yeah. phenomenal to see him back. It proved his value without LeBron and D Wade and Bosh yeah. as, as like that's people thinking that he that's he, the key. Oh yeah. Well, it proved his value with what was arguably before this before this uh, bubble. Jimmy Butler was. The biggest pain in the pain in the, pain in the butt to deal with for any for any uh, franchise. Everybody was talking about having problems with him. Everybody was having a problem with his competitive nature. But then here comes Eric Spolstra and and Jimmy Butler meet together in Miami, and all of a sudden they're in the NBA Finals. Perfect no, not one person could have predicted that beforehand. Not one. Like I'm sorry, but like if you predicted that. You either live in Miami or you're or you're some kind of like like uh, like crazy person outside mm-hmm. with with letters on a, on a on a card. Or you're the producer of the Dan Levitard show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, that you, you had to have been a Miami fan from Miami, yeah. or you're you're you were just spouting out nonsense. There's nobody that predicted this. So like Eric Spolstra definitely was top of my list. I have one hundred. And look at some of the coaches he outcoached. He bud. Oh yeah. And then Brad Stevens, like he outdid Brad Stevens, whoever, but he's like, that's next Popovich. Yeah. And Spolster's young, man. Spolster's really young. He's- I, I, I was low-key kind of kind of happy that, that he outcoached uh, Brad Stevens. I, yeah. I, I was, I was kind of happy to see that happen because so many people want to overhype the Celtics as the next big team out of the West, or out of the East, sorry. And I don't think that they're there. I don't think they have, what is it, uh, Jason Tatum? Oh yeah, and they got Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown good. and Kimba. They, they have a couple of good players, but they're not going to dominate the East like 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 people want to say they will before the start of every single season. And yeah. okay, uh, keep going with the list. All right, all right. Let, let, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Uh, another Heat guy, Tyler Hero. Yeah, I think oh. he 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 was the rookie that kind of stood out the most. He made he had some pretty damn good games in there. Uh, I think he solidified himself as a guy that people see being like a next you know kind of superstar type player if he can 
just he's 20 you know he's got a lot of years ahead of him yep. uh, we already touched on jamal murray and damian lillard i thought they were big winners they had some huge moments uh devin booker and the suns the suns went eight no you know so they're they've propelled themselves to our next year everybody's gonna have higher expectations i think for them because of their performance um and luca I think Luca. uh I think oh, you got dude. to talk about Luca. Luca Luca is Luca's one of the uh most fun NBA players to watch in the league. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. Like I I I, I want to hate him. I do. Just because just because he's in in, in that that weird awkward town north north of uh, Houston. Uh but he is just too good and too fun. And it looks like you can see him play the game and you can tell he is having the time of his life out there. Oh yeah, every yeah. second of it. He's like twenty years old, and Porzingis is like twenty three or twenty four. Like they have yeah. two all stars that are super young and really good, and when both of them are on the floor, man, they're good. And what I thought about Luca's bubble time was, all right, how is he going to play in the playoffs? And he's playing the Clippers, who everybody thought, and he went out there and he. He swung right back at him. He, you know? he, he probably one of the biggest shots of the, the playoffs. He was doing it by himself, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, KP got hurt quick. So, yeah. All right. I, I think uh, I, I'm going to gotta talk about the Clippers, though. Oh, that was everybody's seen that. Disapp- that was such a disappointment, dude. Uh, they had such a good they were in such a good position and their entire team just. Meh. Shot the bed. Eh. They need somebody that wants to have fun while they play basketball on their team. They're all too serious. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Everybody looks like they're having Matt fun. Beverly's always mad. Yeah. Yeah. Paul George just doesn't have a good time. Kawhi is just a robot. Morris like, <laughs> is a thug. The most awkward like, laugh on the planet. Nobody has fun. Like, Luca has fun. So that, that that's yeah. that's I think a key factor that they were missing in this in, in that entire playoff run. Now they were doing great during the regular season, in general, <laughs> uh, before the bubble. Before the bubble, they were doing phenomenally, yeah. and then as soon as the bubble hit and they had to finish out the regular season to kind of get those final seedings. Eh. Yeah. All right. That's pretty much all I had on. on so that. Um, I think that's going to be it for for our talk for about the NBA, about LeBron, about the Lakers, and the highs and lows of the season. So let's go ahead and move this over to the NFL. Um, so, so far, uh, we're, we're now at, uh, week five, week five is finished. Sorry. We're, we're, uh, about to kick off, uh, we're about to kick off week six tomorrow. It's weird with the COVID thing. It's weird with the COVID thing and the delays and all of that. And then moving games to different days and stuff. I'm, I'm used to my, my Thursday night and then Sunday and Monday. No Thursday this week. Because that would have been the Bills game. See, it throws me off, man. It throws me off. Um, so uh, let, let's kind of let's kind of start with some highs and lows, and then uh, and then uh, we'll we'll kind of dial it dial it in a little bit more to particular teams. Uh, any particular highs or, or, or lows that you want to talk about? Uh, Dustin, we'll kick you off on this one. Just starting with the game last night, Titans and Bills. I guess the Titans just don't need to practice. They looked awesome, <laughs> dude. They're just like, oh, throw football out, let's chunk it around, let's do this thing. We're talking about practice? Yeah, yeah, we don't need practice. Two weeks, whatever. Also, how are they practicing at a high school field for like a week and a half and hardly nobody noticed? Somebody it had, took like four days and camera. somebody's like, hey, look at this blurry picture. I think those are some Titans players. You think Titans. somebody with like a Twitter <laughs> would go by and be like, hey. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, uh, 
I mean, we're starting to see some COVID effects and how it's going to affect the schedule. Mm-hmm. The NFL messed up by not putting in a second bye week to help with this schedule, Django, whatever you want to call it. Because now they've changed like eight different schedules for teams. The Steelers got screwed with having a bye week last week when they had a week eight bye week and then they get a week four bye week. Yeah. And like, I think they messed up on that side of it, not planning for yeah. that. So, so you think giving like, them more, more bye but, weeks would have, would have helped with the COVID cases that they've had? Well, I think it would have helped their scheduling problems. Yeah. They're only yeah. five weeks in and we're already shuffling schedules. Yeah. I would say pretty decently for this early. I mean, yeah, I've heard not, some, they've moved around a lot of games already. I've heard some people talking about that they have extra dates for like the Super Bowl that they can yeah. work some in, but like you said, they should have maybe had like an yeah. extra bye week in there just already. Mm-hmm. They were like, "We'll figure it out when we get there." They you know, they they needed the, the con- plan for this. They needed <laughs> yeah. a contingency plan so for time. this. Yeah, um, like it's gonna happen, but they had so it, much it's, time. It's too. just it's so so like. People want to kind of compare the NBA bubble to the NFL, and the issue is, is that the NBA each team has what twenty total people that they got to bring they in, 30, in the building. They, had, they were allowed thirty people, right? Each, N- each NFL team yeah. has uh, what around one hundred and twenty. Let's you say fifty-three. You have your fifty-three man roster, right. and then, I mean all your coaches. So okay. I mean whatever that is, medical staff, that number is. trainers, medical staff, yeah, uh, and whatever then, that number. You're yeah. talking about at least 100 guys per team. Right. Mm-hmm. So in 32 teams, you have 3,200 people to account for. Whereas NBA bubble, uh, what what is that? Uh, 600? Literally one, one, one eighth of the yeah. amount of people? Like, it, 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 it's it, it was. Bring in the crappy team. They left a few out. I, so. I, I think I think the NBA or the, the NFL kind of failed on this one a little bit in that they needed to find if the, if they were going to take COVID as seriously as other sports have to be able to to you know put out a good product. I think they needed to try and find a way to look at uh, a a bubble similarly to like how the NBA or, uh, MLB did or the NBA did. There's too many players to kind of do it that easily. But they needed to have more neutral sites or so, something along those lines. I think would have helped this uh, this outbreak and the, these uh, these delays upon delays and teams having to move schedules. And I, I I don't know. I don't know what would have fixed this exactly. Obviously, this is hindsight yeah. now. It's but. tough with all those people. Like you expect all those people to stay in a bubble for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. or do you try to challenge them and be like, "Hey, <laughs> stay home. Don't put yourself at risk." You're yeah. just putting you're putting trust in these guys, and a lot of them are younger dudes and have never had to, you know, do yeah. these things. So I, I would say I think it's early to kind of argue your point. I think it's going better than I thought because they don't have a yeah. Ball. yeah. I mean, the Titans are the only team that had an outbreak and affected a little bit, and then they shifted a couple games around for the Patriots. But besides that, it's pretty minimal considering how many yeah. people. They're, they can go out of the facility and no bubble and all that stuff and kind of just got to be smart what they're doing. Yeah. Can I ask y'all a question? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. So I heard somebody talk about this the other day. So would you rather have been the Titans or the Patriots? Because the Patriots get Cam Newton, 
who has COVID. And so they are forced to play a game that they're probably going to lose because now they're playing with Brian Hoyer. So you have to take a loss while the Titans, a lot of guys on your team get it. You get a bye week. Yep. You don't have to get a loss. They're undefeated. They yeah. didn't have to play without these guys. The Patriots had to play without their best player, and now yeah. they get an extra loss. So it's like, would you rather have your whole team, <laughs> more of your guys I, get COVID so I, you don't I, lose? Yeah. I, I think that's more situational uh, because the Titans had 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 multiple people within out with with uh, with COVID test positive. They ended up with nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and but so, I'm asking, would you rather have nineteen guys so you don't lose? Or like, just one guy. So I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. If you can save a it, like, like the wins are so crucial in the NFL because yeah. they, they they didn't get a preseason and so they didn't have any warm up. So and every single win that you can pull off right now in the NFL is yeah. that much more impactful. And so like, yeah, uh, you you take any edge you can. So if if you were given an extra bye week to recover because you had nineteen people with the COVID cases test positive, then yeah. you take that. Uh, I really genuinely think that the Patriots would have won that game with Cam Newton. Yeah, I think so too. I don't. I don't they, they want played, to. They I don't played want really to, good uh, against Kansas City. I, I don't. I don't want to because you know I I, I want to see you know Texas Tech's uh, pride and glory beat everybody that I, that he goes up against. But uh, the reality is is that Andy Reid doesn't know how to beat Bill Belichick ten out of ten yeah. times. He's gonna he's gonna beat him, let's say four out of ten, but Bill Belichick's gonna have his number those other six times, and I think that's what would have happened if they were to if they were to face uh, with yeah. like, with or against Cam Newton. There's a stat like the only team there's three teams that or three times that Mahomes hasn't scored a touchdown in the first half, and three of them are against Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> what are you? You know, I followed the Patriots pretty heavily the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's okay with this loss. Oh, yeah. By not playing Cam Newton and giving their game plan of how they were going to play against him. Yeah. Not giving all that information away. Oh, my God. He, he, he's he, the only he, guy who can turn it into a positive. <laughs> he, he, he's so five-head about he's that whole like thing, honestly. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't we, be surprised if he did actually go to Cam about that and just be like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? This isn't a bad thing. We're going we're gonna to face these guys at some point come the playoffs. We're, we're look at our division. Him. We got Ryan Fitzpatrick, and oh we got the God. Jets. We're He's good. falling out. Don't talk shame on him. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing good. Fitzmagic is amazing. Uh, Miami's like, we're trying to tank down here, and Fitzmagic won't stop throwing touchdowns. Oh, my God. All right. So, so far, I, I, I will, I'll say this. Uh, looking at this little background here, the biggest surprise for me this year and I hate to say it, Cleveland Browns. Actually playing smart. What? Yeah. They're, 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 they're keeping the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands, yeah. and it's working. Run the ball. They're doing it's, the Kirk Cousins. Oh, my. Because, like, I, I, I want to like Baker a little bit because I, I, I met him in the dorms at Tech. I want to. I, he wasn't a bad dude. I've met him. I've talked to him. It was his he's only year he played those for us. Commercials, and yeah. and and you can tell he's got a little bit of a sense of humor. But like, uh, then after he went to OU, then I'm like, all right, well, no, we're 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 uh, we're done. But um, so like, I want to hate him, but like watching them do well is very entertaining to me. I like seeing them do well because they're just classically so bad. 
but yeah. it's working for them this year. Four and one, and they 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 beat the Colts, which I had the Colts as 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 one of my dark horses for this year, and they what beat them? Yeah, 32-23 on here. Well, they figured out an identity. They have. Chubb, even though he's hurt right now, and Kareem Hunt. You got two really, really good running backs, and it looks like they have a decent offensive line. So they're just going to pound the rock. And they got good receivers when you need Baker to throw. If he's, you know, I don't think you want to depend on him. Like Dustin said, you want to kind of do the Kirk Cousins, let him game manage. Uh, But you got two good running backs, so beat him, you know, let him eat. Um, So do y'all have any other surprises from this season so far that you weren't kind of expecting? Um, not really. I guess, you know, how awful Dallas, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Redskins that division is. division. What, what's um, the, what's the winner football at right team. now? Standings? Washington football team. Yeah, yeah, we can't say that. We can't say that name anymore, uh, man. Hey, that Dal- tie for the Eagles might come in handy later. Yeah, where, it's where Dallas, I think. Dallas isn't first at, with uh, two and three, and then it's the Eagles no. at like one, three, they're, and they're, one. They're, they're all at one win. There's a three-way yeah, tie at eight, one win. Five, 500 or so is going to win that division. Sub-500 will win that division. I will not be at all surprised to see 7-9 and nine come out on top in that division. The problem is the Cowboys, I don't think, are as bad as their record. They their defense is as bad as their record. Or they'll come back. They, they, like, hey, we're still in this, so if they get in the playoffs, here, they could upset a team or two just if they get on. Here's the problem with Dallas is their offense is like a diesel truck. It's going to take it about, about a full quarter to start warming up. (laughs) It's going to take it a little while. Once it gets going, their offense is phenomenal. The problem is they're they're they're, they're, they They have a diesel truck driving the offense and they have a Fiat driving the defense. Nothing. And so like the problem, the, the problem with Dallas is, Yes, they have a great offense. They have great receivers. They have a good O line. Not that not their best. Their best was like two years ago. Ah, uh, their O line is pretty garbage now. Honestly, it's, but it it's it's still better than a lot. I'm sorry, but the, the, their quarterback's not getting hit anywhere near as often as like some of the other teams. They so, don't have either of their starting tackles, Pro Bowl tackles. They don't have their center that was an All Pro. He retired. All they yeah. have left is. Zach Martin holding that together. Yeah. And I mean and they're they're throwing Terrence Still out there from Tech. <laughs> I mean they 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 they're just they they still have offensive components that click well. And they do well. Dak has been amazing in the last three quarters of the game. It's just that first quarter rev up for some reason. It takes them forever to yeah. get going. And now they're sitting here at one and three. And that one, honestly, I, I, it, it should have been, it should be, it should be zero and four. They got two wins: Giants and Falcons. Yeah, they got two, but yeah, they should have started zero and four. You're right. No, they, 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 it should be an zero and four start. Honestly, that was yeah. like the Falcons were, were was the biggest yeah. goof I've ever seen in my life. That onside Falcons kick. Falconing. Like, Falcons oh Falcons. my god! So, I, I just this division. I think I, I will not in the least bit be surprised if we see a seven and nine team come out of this or maybe even less, honestly, I did, what, well, what, the, six and 10 somehow. The football team up North is trotting out Alex Smith on one and a half legs. Uh, oh, that's scary because mm. they don't have faith in their 
number whatever five pick from two years ago <laughs> that they were going all in on. Like, yeah, what are y'all doing up there? So like, they're not going anywhere either. Yeah. Man. Um. So so what what would you say is is y'all's uh, biggest letdown of this season so far? What would you say is the 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 biggest uh, I guess disappointment? The Cardinals got everybody real hyped at the start when they went two and zero, and then you know they they lost they lost a couple they lost a couple bad games. You know, and they're three they've won three games: one against the Washington Football Team, who we just talked about, bad; one against the Jets bad mm-hmm. um san francisco's not very good this year um you know and they have two pretty you know bad losses that i you know i think so you know they got everybody thinking that oh maybe Kyler murray and the cardinals are gonna be good and no. i think they've fallen flat on their face that, since, that, uh, that division that the that the cardinals is, are in or is in stacked. is stacked and so like mm-hmm. even though the, the the 49ers are kind of uh the, I, I, injuries, they, injuries. They, for them. they have injuries and stuff, but they're they're, they're kind of a, 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 a you don't know what you're gonna get each week from them. Uh, that yeah. division is still really good, gonna be really hard to come. Oh, out yeah. of, so. Seahawks and, and the Rams are really good so far this year too. Rams so. are doing surprisingly well this year. I thought they were gonna start going down because uh, even though Sean McVay w- w- did did phenomenal for them like, two years ago, um, yeah. Jarrett Goff is just a boring quarterback to me. He's a boring system quarterback to me. I don't think he's that phenomenal of a talent. I just think he hits his routes and that's it. I think he's good. But he's good, good but he's but he's not. Works, he, but, 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 but works a lot in this league now. To uh, have but, but, it's just, but yeah, but yeah, it's just it, be good. Like Sam Darnold's done some good things, but he's on a crappy team with a crappy coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look good at all the guys who get better. Good, yeah, good can't do anything. Good, 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 good can get you there with, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, look at Baker Mayfield. Good can get you somewhere. Uh, I think little plus, I think the product on the field, it's football like normal. Oh, we got football back, any, man. We got football any back. Drastic, any drastic changes just because, oh, we didn't have preseason, which players didn't want anyways. Yeah. More mm-hmm. fans. So I think that's there's no letdown on the product side. No, the, the only TV. people that want preseason in reality oh, is is the people desperate for football waiting to come back. So that's like that first sign. No man, it's but the owners want the ticket money. <laughs> but uh, but also uh, the people on the practice squad. That's the, those are the only two people that, that really want yeah, to see preseason. It helps people. And hard oh, knocks. Oh, it does. Oh yeah. Hard knocks. <laughs> Did Hard Knocks I mean, even I, record anything this year? I didn't even look and see. I, I, I didn't even watch it. I, I heard bad things I about it. But. I, I stopped. I stopped watching that. After they my did the Texans, I was down, like, I'm done. My biggest letdown is, so far, my boy Tom Brady in Tampa. Yeah. But I was going in with some tampered expectations. Yeah. They had a lot of moving parts coming in. You know, everybody's like Tom and Gronk and Fournette. Like – and Bruce Arians oh, is a man. good coach, but without a preseason and training camp and all that and off season, it's going to be a lot harder to get those all those moving parts to gel together. Yeah, they had one really good week a couple weeks ago, and Tom's never been great in the first few games of the season. That's how the Patriots always ran. Mm-hmm. That was basically their pre their real preseason. And so I think Tom's kind of taking it the same way of like, we're going to figure things out these first few games. He might not win. That's okay. And they're not disciplined. 
Yeah. Not, yes. There's so many bad penalties yeah. on that team. They, they, they lose almost not. like an entire football field and a half every single game in penalties alone. And that's something that's not going to get you anywhere. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Fix. Like you got to get that fixed individually. And that's a little tougher. He's I, not used to that. I no. think the back half of their season is going to be phenomenal. Uh, they got the Falcons at the very end. Let's see if we're going backwards. Falcons, Lions, they're going to dominate. Falcons again, they're going to they're going to smoke them. Vikings is going to be a hard show. Uh, Chiefs, that that's a toss up because around this time, this is what uh, uh, November 29th, they're facing the Chiefs. That's whenever uh, the Chiefs like to throw in another random loss. That for some reason, I feel like the the, the Pat Mahomes like to, likes to lose like two or three random games a year. Yeah. They just did one last weekend. That's one. That was one. They usually lose two or three every single year where you're like, why? This is not even the same team that like just blew everybody out of the water last year in like Raiders third did and what? fourth quarter comeback comebacks. The Raiders did what I think like Iowa State and West Virginia and teams like that would do to him in college where they just put three or four guys rushing and they just drop everybody back and play the pass. Yeah. And if you can get a decent pressure on them and, you know, you know, flood the, you know, all the receivers and stuff in the back. It's going to make it difficult on them. I'm looking at these last nine games for the, for the bucks and I can see them winning eight of them. I, I, cause it's going to be a rematch with the saints or it's going to start off with the giants. They're going to blow them by, by 30 points. Then it's going to be the saints and then the Panthers. And that's going to be saints is going to be within a field goal, but I think that they're going to win this, this, this turnaround. And then Panthers win. Rams, that's going to be their one for sure loss. Chiefs, for sure, could go either way. Uh, and then Vikings would be tough. And then their last three, they're going to win. So that that's six six out of the last nine for sure. That's how, that's how Tom rolls. Yeah, so they're going to get that playoff spot. And I think with Tom Brady's experience in the playoffs, it's going gonna, it's gonna to carry them a lot further than, than – then, then what we'll you would, then what you should expect out of the Buccaneers. Cool, cool. All right, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump on to our last segment for the day. Uh, we're gonna talk about, uh, of course, everybody's favorite favorite topic: the Dallas Cowboys and um, their season, their highs, their lows, and their their biggest low this season. And uh, the the uh, like, I actually felt hurt hearing this news. I, I was watching the Cowboys game and I saw that play. Uh, Dak breaking his ankle. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll start off with, with the highs and lows so far this season. I think we touched on it a little bit as far as Dallas taking forever to rev up. And uh, Dustin, this, this is your squad, man. Uh, I mean, uh, what, what's your opinions over there about this team? Well, they can't tackle, so that's cool. <laughs> Got rid of everybody in their secondary, so that's cool. There's a Pro Bowl safety out there just on the street that they don't want to sign. And, like, Demarcus Lawrence hadn't done anything. Jalen Smith hadn't done anything. Of course, Sean Lee's hurt. Of course, Sean Lee's little brother, like, Vanderesh is hurt. And literally, like, everybody they paid, mm-hmm. not doing much. No. Like, Zeke, now he doesn't have all those big boys on the line. Pretty, pretty mediocre. I'm not saying him as a player, he's mediocre, but his no. production's not there anymore. No. But now, you, you need yeah, when they would get down in games and they'd be like, all right, Dak and everybody go save us. Yeah, they started to cook a little bit. They'd get CD Lamb out. And 
you know, even Michael Gallus in a disappointment this year. Um, but I do think that explosive type offense will help keep them in games, which you've seen. They've been coming back and been back in games, sometimes a little too late. Um, I think you might need to reword the phrasing on that. That explosive type of offense would have helped them. So the issue now, I guess, kind of going forward what is, is can, can, can the Red Rocket carry him that far? So, I don't know. I don't think Andy Dalton's that bad. No, he, he, why they went and got him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good backup. He's a great backup to have. Because they didn't. Somebody probably asked Jerry Jones. They were like, hey, Jack goes down. You think Cooper Rush can do this? He was like, who? <laughs> it's Cooper Rush. No. No shot. Not. No shot. Of course not. You have a playoff plus caliber roster and weapons and if your quarterback goes down well then what and you kind of saw this with a couple teams last year you know like Mariota, Tannehill and you saw some other teams kind of do it having that good backup mm-hmm. good payoff and the Cowboys went that route and so I think Andy Dalton you know he's definitely gonna be a drop off from Dak but I don't think he he had, he, he had some he had, he had some great seasons, seasons in, in in uh in Cincinnati. You know, once he, the roster started to fall apart, he, you know, the win loss record and the numbers weren't ever there. But oh, they, they were uh, never anything terrible. Uh, but he's, he's okay. never had a. I don't think he's ever had a roster like this one though. He never had. No. He had AJ Green, but that was pretty much like it to throw to. Uh, Ocho Cinco. Oh. Yeah, Ocho. And yeah, he had Ocho Cinco and Houston Zada. Yeah, there, there were some good players on the on those but, Bengals teams. No, that, but I that, agree with Brooke. Definitely not a roster this loaded beside him. Yeah, but yeah. this one you got. Yeah, you got three receivers that would be top guys on pretty much any team. I think, so I think yeah. he can manage this pretty well, and maybe this helps Mike McCarthy change his play calling better. Might be. Maybe yeah. that offense evens out rather than all or nothing. It's 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 definitely going to be a roll of the dice to see if they're going to be taking off or not. Uh, we, we really don't no, Nobody really knows 100% because we haven't seen Andy Dalton in the spotlight in five years. And yeah. and I think I think this is going to be uh, I, I, I expect Dallas actually to do very well for the next two weeks because nobody's been preparing for him. Nobody's been preparing for Andy Dalton. Nobody's been preparing for and. and Nobody knows uh, what Mike McCarthy is going to throw in because it, yeah. this is his first year at it too. Yeah. Um, I won't be surprised if Dallas wins the next two games. I don't even know who they're playing. Cardinals on Monday night next. Oh, they got that one. I think they can win that. I think Cardinals are still. <laughs> <laughs> Please beat I think the Cardinals. They, I think they should. Cardinals are a good team <laughs> and they're young and they're they're still building. Uh, but I think. Uh, but let Collar go off in fantasy because. I got him. <laughs> Andy Dalton though looks weird in a blue and white uniform. He does. His, he hair, does. his hair matched his uniform before. He I looked really so good in the Bengals jersey. Perfect as a Bengal. Yeah. I need to go to like the Cardinals or I was pushing for him to become Browns. an Astros an, an Astros <laughs> baseball player when he retired. Like he needs maybe San Francisco with that gold red combo. I don't know. It, it doesn't you know? fit. It doesn't fit. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just so um, not in a matching. Bears, Chicago. I, I guess. Oh, Bears, that'd be Oof. so good. Oof. So I guess major downside for me, and, and the part that hurt me the most about about that that Dak injury was Jerry Jones being kind of kind of a jerk, honestly. Uh, 
I really do feel like like I I know Dak was pushing for what what was it forty million a year is what he was pushing for out of his yeah. camp, and yeah. the reality is I I one hundred percent believe that Dak was worth like thirty million a year. I he he was he was good with the media, he handled all the press, and he handled Jerry, but I don't think he was worth more than thirty. I think if he would have if he would have settled for thirty million a year for seven years or something like that, he would have ended up with a big mansion on in in uh. In uh, in the outskirts of Dallas, <laughs> but like, let, let's, you to say that, didn't it? Trophy club, <laughs> huh? club in Dallas. Yeah, I know. Um, so like to see him get injured whenever he's he just got franchise tagged for like what was it thirty four million, and this hey, is got it, that money though. The, yeah, one year of it though. I think it, I think he was he it, he was worth that seven year contract, and so like. Do you think Jerry is going to sign him? I would bet he gets franchise tag next year again. Yeah. But Especially not necessarily now. a bad thing. I think it's just another negotiating year, kind of like this year was going to be. I think so, the injury kind of sets that all back to where we were last year. We're going to go into next year probably with another 38 or whatever million-dollar contract for one year. Yeah. And see the, the trying to work work the numbers out. The injury has him out. Came out today and said, "We want we want him as our future." Yeah. So he well, is backing him up a little bit, even though you know. No, back his paycheck, back it, back his bank account. But so, all right, what if Andy Dalton comes in and the Cowboys like are semi-successful with him? What does that change Jerry's mind? And he's like, oh. I don't need to pay Dak because we can do this with you know no. any if Jerry was still running things, yes. But luckily Steven has taken much most of that over, so no. Yeah. <laughs> I still feel like Jerry yeah. still has too much of a big word in that organization as far as player recruitment and uh and and the the status of GM, which I feel like he still completely takes over. Um I just think it's always hard to find a quarterback that's as good as Dak, right? It's so hard to find yeah. A oh, quarterback yeah. that gives you a chance to win every game. So when you have one, pay him. You should lock pay it down. Him. Lock it down. Because what do you want to go do? Really miss on Dak's window these last four years. Yeah. Because you don't find. I mean, what? There's been Dak and Russell Wilson that are not first or second round quarterbacks the last few years that you can yeah, you win don't. with. Oh yeah. You and so you have Dak, fourth round, got a gym there. Not having to pay him anything for these four years, hardly. Yeah, but you can pay other guys, load other guys, which they drafted Zeke that year too. So that was a good pick. But like, they missed their window of having a cheap yeah. quarterback and being able to spend the money elsewhere. They should have. Look, yeah, look, yeah. Like well, you they, said, they, they did. Wilson, look what the Seahawks did with them. They got Russell Wilson, a good young QB, and they loaded up on defense. Oh my God, yeah, and fucking and Metcalf. Good lord, that guy's paying off for them for cheap. Yeah. Jesus, he's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun to watch. Um, now I, I, I think the the Andy Dalton thing is going to be interesting, but there's a reason why he's a backup. There's a reason why he's a why he's a backup. There's a reason why the Bengals were never more than a wild card weekend playoff team. Um, he's good, not great, and yep. Dak has the potential to bring them to greatness. Yep. Even though 
they they went. Uh, I don't think Dallas has made it out of the wild card weekend either with him. They uh, they beat Seattle a couple Seattle years ago. a couple years ago. Yeah, and, and then, then and then lost and then lost the Rogers. I think right after that, right? Uh, uh, they lost the Rams. Goffs. Oh Rams. Yeah, 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 yeah. What am I thinking of? I don't. Anyways, uh, that, that was the year they went. His first year they went, you know, thirteen and three, and then they played Rogers in the first first game of that playoffs and lost by the Mason. oh by that by that crazy Kogel. sidearm throw down the sideline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was that was a, uh, that was a hell of a throw. Um, all right. Next for them. So I think we're we're at about the hour fifteen mark. I think we can kind of start to kind of wrap this up. So uh, let's go ahead and do do our, our last shots. Uh, last little tidbit. Anything in in the sports world? Anything you want to cover? Any sport doesn't matter. What do you got? I uh, want to hear my stat of the day. All right, let's see. Oh, oh, wait, yeah, wait. Didn't you have a random fact or something like that? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. This is it. All right. All right. Dustin, final shot. Go. So going back to Baker Mayfield and the Browns, our favorite team. You know, Arlie's favorite team right now. <sighs> it's like I love to hate them and hate to love them. At the Browns Stadium, their home field, <laughs> Baker just tied for the most wins as a quarterback at the Browns Stadium. Eleven <laughs> wins, huge number. Guess who he tied? <laughs> Guess who was in that first spot? I know this. I don't know this one. <laughs> Roethlisberger. Big Ben really? was the winningest quarterback at the Brown Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> he has a record. I went further into it. 14 games at the Browns. Yeah. He's 11 wins, two oh. losses, and one tie. Oh, that's phenomenal. <laughs> oh, it's my gosh. so bad of a stat. Like, just that 11's a number. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's really a good, good one. There. That's that is fantastic because they have such a rotation of quarterbacks over the last forty years. They've been so bad and so many quarterbacks. Oh, that's hilarious. Half of your games and Big Ben's the best quarterback coming oh, in. Oh man, that's actually really funny. <laughs> that's a good right. stat. Uh Brooks, Brooks, you got you got a random random uh final shot? I just want to give my parting shot to Alan Bowman as a starting quarterback at Texas Tech University. He oh, today no. came out that we were starting Henry Columbia against West Virginia. Are we really? I, I didn't hope. even look that up. Yeah, we go, Wells. Good move. Uh, I just want to say sayonara to your dink and dunks. I, it, it, Bowman just felt good for a little bit there, but he just never actually did good. Like, he did good against bad teams, and then everybody. That's what I'm talking about. The light, like, like you, you'd get that little spark, and you're like, "Oh, hey, maybe, maybe this is a, a Mahomes backup." And like, next guy, no, it's it, it never was. Anytime he got put under pressure, anytime he had to actually perform, uh, what was it like, fifty yeah. fifty chance that he'd actually make the play? Yeah, yeah, nah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sayonara. Yeah. I think it was think, nice, uh, nice, nice to know you. I think. <laughs> I think my my final shot for this week will be uh will be what's up now to all the Astros haters. I think that's my final mm. shot. There so fine, scandal happened even though they, nobody wants to mention Boston or Yankees doing the exact same thing. Fine. Astros took the brunt, not, of, that, brunt of that force. Not proven. Not disproven either. Anyways, um Allegedly. But we are I, – I, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. The Astros are the best team in the American League for, for over over a long period of time. This is their fourth American League championship in, in, in four years. 
or no, yeah, for for five years with this with this core together, but four in a row that they've been there. So amidst the scandal, amidst all the hate, losing Garrett Cole, and they're still again in the and they're they're getting smashed by the Rays. It's not even it's not even a competition. They're they're down three zero. They're gonna lose this, and the Rays are gonna go on to the World Series. But four years out of four years, they've made the American League Championship Series, and so it is safe for me to say I, I feel confident, even though I'm wearing this shirt, and I'm very biased about it. I feel safe to say that, like, over time, over consistency, at some point or another, if you're going to come out of the American League, you got to go through Houston. That's my not final scared. shot. Not that's, scared of them. That's my <laughs> – not scared of them. Uh, all right, guys. They wouldn't um, – Go ahead, Brooks. So they wouldn't have made the playoffs this year if it was an extended regular season. They were a losing right. record. They are in the final two. But I was saying if it was a regular extended 162-game season, I mean, they had a losing record, got in because of extra playoff spots. They're, 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 I mean, are you mad about Rajon, about playoff Rondo? No. The, Astro, the Astros turn a, up for the playoffs. That's what they do. They're not, they're the not a regular season team. The Lakers made it on a full, full – like, I mean, I'm saying it's a 60-game baseball season. Yeah. So you have abnormalities like the Marlins made the playoffs. Nobody thought the Marlins were going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm just saying like baseball is already a weird sport. And then you cut it by 102 games oh, and uh, like, you're going to have some weird things. Like they made the playoffs with a losing record. Mm-hmm. Like if you extend that out to 162 games, do they make it? Do they not? Yeah. There's extra playoff spots there, this year. There's a lot of other um, things to be considered in this, but my, oh yeah, my that's my, all I was saying. My point, my point being, was that they're in the ALCS again, fourth year in a row that they've been there. They won one of them, even though uh, everybody mm-hmm. wants to kind of argue the one win, but they're there every single year. And so, like this year for me, proved that they're to their core, they are an extremely talented roster that can continue to put out year after year. Like yeah. even though they knew what pitch was coming, let's say in some in like a couple of the scenarios, they still had to put the 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 bat to the ball. So that that's that's my that's my final shot. I know that kind of carried over a little bit. All right, guys. Uh, so same time next week, we'll we'll pick this up. Uh, everybody listening, uh, we will. I'll try and get this episode out to y'all on YouTube by uh, Sunday evening or uh, Monday morning. So kind of be on the lookout for that. Um, if anybody wants to go back and watch any of this uh, VOD, it's going to be on my uh, Twitch stream at uh, twitch.tv slash Blanca OG. So if you do want to check that out, it'll be there li- live, the full full uncut version. Um, anything else you guys want to say or uh, put in for, for today? I'm good, man. All right, guys. Well, awesome talk. Had a lot of fun. I think this is going to be a very fun venture for us. I think it's going to... Uh, if this blows up or not, uh, who knows? I, I think it's just going to be something fun to kind of get together. Uh, I, I don't. I think it hasn't been. I haven't seen the two of you together since since December, I believe. So it's been been, been quite a, a bit. Uh, so awesome to see you guys. I'll catch you again. We'll 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 talk soon. We'll figure out what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, I'm yeah. sure there's going to be plenty. But uh, everybody else out there listening, appreciate you coming by. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you next week on Wednesday. See you. Mm -hmm. Later.